This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, it's a lovely Wednesday here in Pittsburgh. It looks like the weather is finally, awesome. yeah. finally starting to turn to the good here. Yeah, absolutely. I was at a uh, local watering hole with a bunch of my buddies last night, and one of the dudes has a pool. It's been open for a while. He's like, we may have a pool party coming up in the next day or two. I'm like, I'm in. Get me <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but that also means for the NFL, it is now kind of the... Let's just talk about nothing. Yeah. Part it's of list the season. season. List season. And and manufacturing and, yeah. things to talk about. We can pretend like it isn't. But there's about a six-week stretch now, maybe a little less, where, sure, there's a Ryan Kerrigan signing to yeah. Philadelphia and things like that. But there's not big news. And, you know, frankly, pretty soon this is when Coach Tomlin and Kevin Colbert take their kids to Disney World or whatever, too. Yeah. Like, they got to get away, too, you know? But we'll have minicamp coming up yeah. and things of that nature, and the OTAs will start. I believe next week we'll see if how that goes. Yeah. Um, but as you mentioned, it is list kind of season. It is. It is. Uh, you sent me I'm this one. Uh, right. This is the five most improved teams of this off season after the draft and free agency. Okay. So essentially, this is the winner of the off season. Sure. And we know how that goes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, on paper is a lot different than playing it out than. Uh, you know, boy, they got this quarterback, but oh, their center's garbage, and they don't pick up any blitzes, and yeah. now those, you know. But I've written these articles. You've written these articles. I think this one's Matt Bowen, who does a really good job on ESPN. This is Robert Mays. Oh, this one's Robert Mays. Yeah. He does a really good job too for the Athletic. I was actually listening to his podcast as I was coming in. Um, so I'm interested. You know, I mean, I think he'll make good arguments, but take it with a grain of salt. So he says the, the teams that have improved the most this offseason. He has some honorable mentions here. Okay. Talk about those. His first honorable mention is Arizona, hmm. and I honestly think Arizona maybe should have been because I look I, I looked ahead at this yeah to see who his top five were, and they added J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, A.J. Green, Malcolm Butler, Zayvon Collins, Rondell Moore. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good group to add. James Conner and James uh, Conner. Right. Yeah, you know. Um, so I look at that. I say, okay, you added a, a quality center. Yeah. Oh, I like Hudson a lot. Yeah. To be honest, I want the Steelers. A to get quality defensive player in Watt who is going to help your mm-hmm. raise the level. Maybe he's not the player he once was, but he helps the other guys on that defense. This isn't part of the equation, but don't forget Chandler Jones returns. Right. He missed like the whole year. Right. Yeah. That makes Watt play a few less snaps. You know, there's a trick. You can line those guys there, up right? opposite each other. Absolutely. AJ Green's not what he used to be, but. I don't think he's going to embarrass himself out there. No, and you've still I mean? you've still got a very talented wide receiver group. Like, I mean, Hopkins is going to get the targets. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. Green's going to be out there, though. Um, I don't know that they upgraded a cornerback with Malcolm Butler, but they lost Patrick Peterson, yeah. who is not playing great, to be honest with you. Corner to me is their biggest hole. Yeah, 
But you had a Zayvon Collins and Rondell Moore. Those are two quality players mm-hmm. from the draft. This also doesn't factor in, but I'm sure Isaiah Simmons will be a lot better in year two than he As was. will Kyler Murray in year three. Right, yeah. right. I mean, so, Simmons uh, next to Collins in the second level is pretty intriguing. Yeah. I, I think that's a – those are quality ads. I know? agree. I also think Kingsbury is at a crossroads. Yeah. and. They got a lot older this offseason. You know, you're right. trading draft Well, that's the one or... thing you look at those guys. Watt, Hudson, Green, Green right. Butler. Right. These are guys all on, on, on the, the wrong side of 30. And some of them cost them draft picks. Yeah. Um, so I think he realizes, I better do something in this tough division sooner than later. Yeah. You know, so the, there is some motivation that might not be a long-term gain. The next team on the honorable mention list, Denver. Oh, one more Cardinals note, too. Kyler got hurt, which worries me for right. any of those running quarterbacks. But after that minute he did, he wasn't the same. He was a lot less scary to yeah. play against. I mean, just didn't run nearly as much. And when he's fresh and healthy, he's a handful. It's one of the reasons why the Steelers' mantra when they play the Ravens is to hit Lamar Jackson as much as possible. Of course, of course. Beat him up. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos are next on here. And his first addition, notable addition, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Come on, man. Maybe the starting quarterback, though. Yeah. But then Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertain, Javante Williams. How about adding three corners? Three corners in today's <laughs> you know NFL. I mean? Now, cornerback was an issue for them last year. It was. But I, I don't I, agree with the Sertain pick. Yeah. But he's a really good player. He's a good player. And they, and they you know, young cornerbacks do take time. And But he, you know, started from the get-go at Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. Their secondary should be good. It should. Uh they still don't have a quarterback. Bridgewater does not solve that issue for me. Me neither. I mean, this is another team, like the Chandler Jones conversation. They get Von Miller back, really well coached on that side of the ball. They got coverage guys. They got pass rush. They got run stuffers. I bet they're really good on D. Yeah. They get Cortland Sutton back. You know, I mean, they have a lot of weapons they've drafted. But they, again, lost the right tackle. They did lose the right tackle. And uh, the one wide receiver who they were going to try to trade, um, the kid from Penn State. Hamler. Ham, not Hamler, the other one. Uh, Patrick? Deshaun Hamilton. Oh, oh, yeah, Hamilton, yeah. But they have Judy, they have Sutton, they have Hamler, they have Vance. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they were going to get something for Hamilton. They had this trade all set up, yeah, and he yeah. gets hurt in the offseason, and they end up releasing both of those guys. Kind of like the right tackle, too, James, yeah. like you mentioned, that you get him franchised, and then he opts out, and then he gets injured, and you got you really got nothing out of him and despite investing a lot. Yeah. That team's really – I mean, I think Javante Williams is going to go past Gordon quickly. You know, anyone that listens know that we like him a lot. Would you start Locke or Bridgewater, though? I mean, I don't, I don't think they have I don't, a I don't think either one is a is a viable no. option. I mean, maybe Here's they the still get Rodgers. If you start Locke, you take advantage of what you have offensively with the, your downfield threats. Downfield, yeah. he'll, he'll let it fly. If you start Bridgewater – yeah, he won't turn the football over, but you're not taking advantage of what your your attributes no. are. No, no, you're 100% right. I mean, I, I discussed my wide receiver ranks today, and I kind of quoted you because I had D.J. Moore really high on there, like 17th. And yeah. I'm like, you watch the tape, he's running free. I mean, I'm not going to ding him for that and not put him on the list because Teddy doesn't let it fly. You could absolutely see that with Judy and Sutton and Fanth yeah. and those guys. So do you want to try to win 13-9 with Teddy? Or are you going to accept some mistakes and win higher-scoring games with Locke? Neither is probably the answer, right? You know, unfortunately. Yeah. But if, yeah. they had, if they had Rodgers, I think they're a massive contender. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the defense is good. I think the weapons are good. Right, right. It's just Munchak will coach up a lot. The one thing you don't have is a quarterback, it's which is the biggest, the most important position on the field. Yeah. Uh, the next honorable mention, the Rams. 
Stafford carries a lot of weight notable additions. There's only three: okay. Stafford, Deshaun Jackson, Tutu Atwell. Really, there's only one. One. I don't. I'm not counting Deshaun on Deshaun Jackson to play no. four games this year. No, he hasn't either. shown that he can do it. No, I don't get that. I mean, it's pretty clear when you add Atwell and Jackson, you want speed. You know, yeah. I mean, they're both small. They're both. Hard to count on, in my opinion. I mean, very hard to count yeah. on. But they're going to throw down. I mean, maybe they're there. hopeful that one of the two is active every I, I game bet day. That's the logic. Yeah, you know. I mentioned my wide receiver ranks. I got a lot of heat. I didn't put Woods or Cup on there, but that's a pretty good group of receivers. All yeah, the no, they're so solid. You, yeah, if one of those guys is healthy, and that was a big thing that McVay went crazy about was Goff didn't let it fly downfield either, and Stafford will. But are they vastly improved? I mean, one position goes a long way. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's a quarterback, but uh, I don't know. They were pretty good to begin with. Uh, the Giants are next on the list, as an honorable mention. Adding uh, Kenny, Galladay, right. Kenny Galladay, Dory Jackson, Kadarius Toney, Aziz Ojolari. That defense looks pretty formidable all of a sudden. They got the big guys in the middle. They're pretty decent at corner with, like, Bradbury and some of their additions. I don't love the linebackers, though. I don't love the linebackers. They've ignored linebackers since yeah. Carl Forever. Yeah, yeah, since Lawrence Taylor. Um, the thing that worries me the most, though, is so many of these teams did this with their young quarterbacks, Miami, Philly. We're going to surround you with tons of weapons at this stage of your career, sink or swim. And on the, oh, by the way, we're going to pick up an extra first round pick next year in case you just sink. in case, yeah. yeah. But they didn't really address the line, you right? Know, they, I'd, if you'd have kept Zeitler, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Thomas got better during his rookie year. You're counting on Nate Solder to be the left tackle after off and out, and he was declining to begin with, and. He, he didn't get any younger guys. while he opted out. Right. I mean, like, I would have taken Derisaw instead of Tony or would have kept Zeitler. I mean, one more lineman would have gone a long way. So now we're up to number five. Those, okay. are, those are the honorable mentions. Number five is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I suppose. I mean, they, they were, they're, starting, they're, they're starting at right. the bottom. But they had a Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Shaquille Griffin, Rayshon Jenkins, Roy Robert Harris, Robertson Harris, Tyson Campbell, Marvin Jones. I Okay, I mean, Lawrence a bunch of, is a given. A bunch of gonna, rookies, yeah. you know, for the most part. Shaq Griffin mm-hmm. uh, might be one of the more overrated players in the league, in my, in my opinion. So they got, they now have last year's first-round pick, which doesn't equate to this, Henderson, Griffin, and then they drafted Campbell in the second round out of Georgia. Yeah. So you, you would think three young corners is a real strength. But you mentioned the free agent additions. None of them move the needle for me all they're, that much, though. They're not really anything different than what who the like the Steelers sign, you know, some guys, some guys, right? Yeah, some yeah. depth pieces. Like, who, who's the real? Stud I, that you had? I covered a league. I couldn't tell you who Roy Robertson Harris is. Yeah, I, I, he's off okay. the top of my head. He like, played well for the Bears, and he's kind of an underrated guy. Yeah, but I got to admit, I'll be very honest too. When they signed him, I'm like, is that the guy I'm thinking? Of? I had to go back and double. Got to go back and, and look. Like, yeah. Yeah, I do kind of like him. He's a versatile interior dude, and he'll, he'll work out fine there, I'm sure. But, man, I mean, how much credit do you – I don't give GMs a lot of credit for drafting Andrew Luck, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, yeah. LeBron James. Like, my sister can make that pick. He's an addition. I mean, we're not rewarding difficulty points to these GMs, but – you know, is he a way better prospect than Burrow? You were also the GM that earned the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> and and there's nowhere to go him up. But my point with Burrow is he looks like he's going to be a really good quarterback. But even if he had stayed healthy, the, the Bengals only won, would have won six games last year or something. At most, yeah. At most. I mean, if he was really, really good. Yeah. 
Uh, number four on here is the Cleveland Browns. I guess I agree. The notable additions, John Johnson, Troy Hill, Jadavian Clowney, Malik Jackson, Tack McKinley, Greg Newsom, Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, and Anthony Walker. I love that they attack defense, and they're all defensive players you just mentioned. Well, they had to because they they lost seven starters off the defense. I mean, it's going to be a completely different defense this year. I just don't know that the combination of Jadavian Clowney, Malik Jackson, and Tack McKinley make them better up front. I don't think it does. The guy might probably rather a Vernon and Robertson, the guys that they got yeah. rid of. You know, I, I think the D line could be a liability outside of Garrett. I bet their first round pick a year from now is a defensive lineman in some regard. Neither one of us would put our money into Clowney. The back seven got a lot better. Yeah, Secondary it's it's better, better, but they didn't balance it out. Like no, the, no. the the front seven, the front four was their strength last year. Right. Now it might, and now it's the weakness, and you've strengthened the back seven. Yes. Like okay, okay, teams were passing all over us last year. So we got to get better. Well, now they're going to run on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Greedy Williams returns, Delpit returns. Maybe you could have gone one less defensive back and got some sort of defensive lineman instead. Yeah. And, and Odell returns. I mean, that doesn't. I think that's a huge wild card for me, but that doesn't factor in these equations. Yeah. Now they're in good shape. The Jets are number three. Some of these are low-hanging fruit, like right. Jacksonville, like you're the worst two teams in the league. They added Zach Wilson in the draft, obviously. Corey Davis, Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, LaMarcus Joyner, Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore. The last two also. I really teams. like what they're doing, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, you take Vera Tucker, stick him next to Becton, nice. But they had very little talent to begin with. They had very little talent. Yeah. And they had a ton of cap space. And, you know, Lawson's one of my favorite pickups. I think Corey Davis will help them. Guys like Joyner that you mentioned are good players. Rankins. Um, but your ceiling right now is to be average. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. this doesn't that's make a, you a contender. No, uh, <laughs> but that's a huge step forward from where they were. Number two on this list, and I might disagree with this one as well, the New England Patriots at number two. Hmm. They added Jonu Smith, Matthew Judon, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Trent Brown, Kyle Van Noy, Jalen Mills, Kendrick Bourne, Mac Jones is a rookie, Christian Barmore is a rookie. I would also factor in their opt-outs. Right, they're going to get those those guys back, but you don't know what those guys are going to be. No, you don't. Um, They spent a lot of money. They added a lot of people. Right. But does Matthew Judon, for example, make them better? Uh, uh, Do Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne make them a more valuable, uh, you know, a more dangerous team on offense? Hell no. It's kind of like the Jaguars' arguments with picks, but this is with cap space. They spent a ton in free agency. And you still might not have a quarterback. You still might not have a quarterback. I don't think you have wide receivers. And I'm sure those tight ends will make a difference. They're good players. But they're now the highest-paid tight ends in the league that aren't named Kittle or Kelsey. Right. We kind of saw how that worked with Hooper in in Cleveland. You're spending $28 million on the the tight end position. Right. And, And I felt like in a big way... This free agency period was just making up for bad drafts. Yeah. So, yes, it does make you better. I mean, if that's your argument is who, what teams are better, their and roster I, and is I, better. And I guess they have a pass rush now with Judon and Kyle Van Noy. I think so. You're but neither one of them has ever gotten double digits in sacks. No, and that goes for Winovich and Uche and the guys already on the team. Yeah. And they'll blitz a fair amount. I think the defense will be good. I think the O-line will be good. Of course, they'll be well coached. But drastically better? Eh, it's not how I would use my money. Yeah, they won seven games last year. Are they suddenly going to be a 10-win team? Right. I mean, I know he made a ton of money, but what if that was Kenny Galladay? You know, yeah. Give me, give me a, a guy on a the guy, other side. A guy, an actual, scary, legit right? number one receiver. Aguilar. I mean, like, would Aguilar play snaps here? 
If you uh, if, if you had offered Philadelphia Aguilar back for nothing, yeah, they wouldn't have taken him. No, right, right, right. And they needed receivers. Right. They, they let him well walk Raiders, two years ago, right. and they needed receivers. They want nothing to do with him. Kendrick Bourne to me is a four. Yeah. Aguilar's a three. And again, neither one would play snaps with Steelers. Right. They wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. This is one I haven't heard a lot about, or at least mentioned in this in this vein. Washington. Wow. Notable additions: Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, William Jackson, Charles Leno, Eric Flowers, Jamin Davis, Samuel Cosme, Bobby McLean. I start with their O line because I thought it was a decent O line. They just gave Morgan Moses the, the option of, the, to go out and seek a uh, trade. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah. read that today. That okay. was yesterday, actually. Okay. Because I thought their O line was one good guy away from being solid, or, you know, being filled up. Yeah. And they drafted Cosme. They signed Leno, who I don't understand why Chicago cut. And they also added Flowers, who they're going to put back at guard. Right. You know, I mean, he's, he's not a tackle. So I thought they completed that and actually had an abundance. So that makes sense now with, with Moses because Leno can like, play right, Cosby can play If New England right. was going to spend money on a receiver, Curtis Samuel would have – Curtis Samuel's guy. Right? Way better than either guy that, that New England signed. Right. I mean, you're looking at McLaurin, Samuel, and Denami Brown and Logan Thomas as your receivers. Yeah. And Gibson's a good receiver out of the backfield. I think he's ready for a jump forward. I think their defense might be the best in the league. I'm not saying it's my pick to be best in the league, but they're going to play. It's a pretty, pretty going to be top five. It's going to be real. They're going to yeah. rush the passer as well as anyone, if not better. As long as as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't turn into bad Ryan Fitzpatrick and throw 20 interceptions, yeah, that's this where year. it's going to go. Like I think they're going to play a lot of press man coverage. You know, with cor- big corners, we both like Jamin Davis a lot. I don't think we tell our listeners the difference between Jamin Davis and Bostic. Yeah, I mean, we know what they're doing there. <laughs> but I said this on my podcast and. Boy, did I get heat. I think Washington has the worst quarterback situation in the league. I'm not saying they'll get the worst quarterback play in 2021, but situation, if I was a GM to inherit a quarterback situation, they don't even have a third-round pick sitting around to learn. I mean, they don't have the Rudolph. They don't have a Haskins. I mean, they don't have anybody. They had a Haskins. They had a Haskins. (laughs) I understand why they move on from it. Don't get me wrong. But if you're counting on Fitzpatrick to not turn the ball over, uh, good luck with or that. Or stay healthy at 38. And, yeah. The way right. he runs around. I right. I mean, it's 17-game season. You know, do, you, do they tell him, hey, Ryan, we don't want you running around. We don't, you know, throw the ball away. Yeah. I mean, for someone that has no skin in the game, I don't care if Washington wins one game or 17. And I'll gladly draft their, their fantasy guys. They'll be fun. But that's not the approach I would have taken a quarterback. Yeah. It would have been Fitzpatrick and Davis Mills or – even Dolphins. Somebody, or, you yeah. Know, I mean, you know, it, it, I would not put all those chips in that basket for this year. To that point, okay, so uh, Pro Football Focus did uh, what they're calling implied um, market implied 2021 power rankings. What they did was looked at the – This is interesting, yeah. They looked at the um, – what the, the odds are for, for every every game this season. And then they used oh, okay. a, uh, a matrix-based approach where they can derive an offensive – it's a massive matrix-based approach where we can derive an offensive and defensive rating for each team, which when added together gives rise to a point spread that would theoretically be the spread in a game versus an average team on a neutral field. The most average team on a neutral field. Yeah. That, that's important in this equation. Okay, so we just went through those teams that all improved in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't think we had huge problems with any. You know, I mean, they're all better. Yeah. You know. All right, so their number one team in this, in this metric, the Kansas City Chiefs, 6.4 points above average, an average team on a on neutral, neutral field. field. against the most average team in the yeah. league, which is a hypothetical team. We don't have that team. 
Number two is Tampa Bay at 5.5. Sure. Now, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers weren't going to be on that list of most improved teams because they got everybody well, back. That's exactly the same. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Was that like a whole point behind Kansas City, though? Uh, it's .9 points behind them, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, KC is an O-line. Obviously, that's what's their offseason goal. Uh, these are the, what they're calling the contenders. Number three is Buffalo at 4.3. three. be third for me, too. Yeah. And then number four is Baltimore at four plus 4.2. I, see, I don't I'm know not, that they're a lot better. I'm not buying that. No. I'm just not. I have because a lot of they lost the a lot. But yeah, I don't know that they're better. Like I think I don't know that they're markedly worse than they were a year ago. No. But I don't think that they're better. And they didn't win a division last year. Correct. I mean, I think teams have figured out how to play them a little bit. Not that they've been figured out and yeah. solved, but they're going to make Lamar throw outside the numbers. Their O line's better, but not leaps and bounds. And their pass rush is certainly a big step back. Not as good, right, yeah. right, right. The next tier, this is what they're calling the next tier. There are four teams in the second tier. That would be the Rams at plus 3.7. And I agree. With they were on that Stafford. list of improved yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. They just can't afford injuries. Yeah. Number six was the San, is the San Francisco 49ers at plus 3.6. I kind of and agree they with got, that. They should be considered in that teams that got better in the offseason just right. because of who they're getting back that they didn't have last year. The Kittles and Bosa's. Yeah. I mean, they, they got hit harder than any team in the league by injury. Um, I know this isn't factoring in, but their schedule's pretty darn favorable. But, I mean, they didn't have their starting quarterback, their best defensive player, and maybe the best offensive yeah. player in the they league. They were lined up with Nick Mullins. Right. Which right. goes to show you again how remarkable the Steelers' 2019 season was. Like the, four, the 49ers yeah. got a you know a top 10 pick out of not having Jimmy Garoppolo. And then two years ago when they didn't have Jimmy, they got Bosa with the second pick. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Jimmy's not the best player in the league. You no. Know, or, or even, you know, he's a borderline starter. Number seven is Cleveland at plus 2.9. Like, do you I think, agree. Do you think the Ravens are a true 4.2 and the Browns are 2.9? No, because I think the Ravens. Are, I think the Browns are would be a better team right now. I think they're a better team right now than the Ravens. I think if they played each other on a neutral field, I would have the Browns favored. I agree by two and a half, or I mean not yeah. by leaps and bounds, but and I'm not even thinking about the matchups. They stopped the run well. This left tackle can't block this guy. I'm just saying, I think Cleveland's the more well-rounded team that I trust. I think so as well. Right. Number eight is the Colts at plus two point three. I'm not buying that. That one's not. For me, I'm not buying that at all. I don't think they got better. Period. No, I'm not sure. Wentz they got is worse. Than Rivers. They right. got worse. I think they got because Wentz is not better than Rivers. And their left tackle retired, and yeah, they're hoping Fisher plays in November or whatever. Is their pass rush noticeably better? Unless Quiddy pays a star, no. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not buying the Colts. I'm not either. There's quite a few teams I put ahead of them. The above average teams. There's a bunch here. Uh, Seattle at nine plus one point seven. I'm fine with that, assuming Wilson plays like he does early in the year, not the end of the year. The Saints at ten at plus one point four. I still think it's a really good roster. It's a good roster, but you're again, your quarterback's an issue. But it was last year. It, it was, but, good, but Breeze least... wasn't going to turn the football over. If they turn things over to Mary, to, to Jameis Winston, and, and he it's... turns into bad Jameis Winston and throws right. twenty interceptions. Well, then they're going to be a disaster. They're, they're in trouble. But I think it's one of the better defenses in the league. I think it's the best O-line in the league right there with Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't like their quarterback play was vintage breeze last year. 
Number yeah. 11 is Arizona at plus 1.1. We talked about them earlier. I mean, I think I'm, they're a better cool football with that. team, yeah. Number 12. That's still fourth in that division by their metrics. Right. Yeah, that's a tough division, obviously. Uh, number four is Green Bay at plus 0.8. With Rodgers, I think it's better than that. Without, they're way below. Today. Yeah, right. Uh, number 13 is Dallas at plus 0.8. I think I'd have them higher. The defense is still going to be an issue. It is. I mean, they're, they're counting a lot of rookies. Yeah. And it's not going to be good, but I bet it's better than last year. Big thing with their defense last year, too, was not only did they not have talent, they had a lot of blown assignments yeah. and things like that. I mean, that typically doesn't get better when you're playing rookies. No, but it almost <laughs> can't get worse. I mean, it was bad. They number, back. Yeah, number 14, the Steelers at plus point six. I think that's about right. I but I'm a little higher. I'm a, I, I might have them a little bit higher, and I would have them. I'd have them over the Colts. Yeah. In the AFC. I, I think they're more in line with what – I think they're closer to Baltimore – than, Cleveland. Than, than Baltimore is to Cleveland, and they have they have Baltimore ranked ahead of Cleveland. So you, you're saying there's a bigger gap from Cleveland to the Ravens than the Ravens to the Steelers? The, the, Raven, the, the Ravens came in at 4.2. Mm-hmm. The Browns came in at 2.9. Yeah. So that's a 1.3 point And I think the difference. two of us would flop them. I think they should flop. The Steelers come in at point six, so they're telling us that it's a distant third. Yeah, that the Browns are two point three points per game better than the Steelers. That might be true, mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't think that the Ravens are in the right spot. You don't think the Ravens are? I don't think 3. the Ravens. I don't think the Steelers. Ravens should be in that top four contenders. I don't either. Class. I would put. I would rank them Browns, Ravens, Steelers, but I think the gap between all three would be less than these. I guys. think the gap between the Ravens and Steelers is pretty close. I do, too. I do, too. Like, I don't think it's markedly loud. Oh, mm-hmm. the Ravens are so – the Steelers swept them last year. Yeah. Including down in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson playing. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, the Colts don't make sense to me in the AFC at pecking order. And that was after they had just lost Devin Bush, by the way. Yeah, good point, good point. So, uh, you know, I don't know that the, that the Ravens are, are mar- a markedly better team than the Steelers. No. They just don't. They deserve a lot of respect, but yeah. the Steelers do. The Steelers too. should, too. Right, yeah. right, for the same vein. Like, these teams know how to win. They have good coaches, you know. Uh, number fifteen is the Chargers at point three. I'm a believer, but I gotta see it first. I've I've, I've bitten on that forbidden fruit before, yeah. and it's hurt, you know. Number sixteen is another team that that people are ranking ahead of the Steelers, and I don't know that they should be. Uh, and this this metric says no. The Titans at point three. Yeah, I think they're gonna go backwards. They may have a decent record because they're in a bad division, in a bad division, four yeah. easy wins, but I don't think they're a really good football team. And then seventeen is the Vikings at point three. I think they could be. I mean, their offense was really, really good last year, despite not having a great line, and they added two go- two good linemen in free agency or in the draft. I think Zimmer will get the defense back to average. So that's your top seventeen teams, and they're saying that that's those are the only teams that are in the positive right now. They're above average. Above average. Uh, the below average teams. This is another team that people are ranking in their power rankings ahead of the Steelers. I've seen a lot. Miami minus point three. Yeah, my last power ranks I did, I got all kinds of errors. I'm not ready to crown way. the Dolphins as ooh, they're really good. Yeah, I mean, everyone thought I underrated them, and I had them at like 19, something yeah. like that, which is where they should be. I think they're a work in progress. I like what they're doing. They're not there yet. I think they're a, a year, uh, a year improved from the. They're like the Jets, but a year earlier. Tua started like six career games. Like, yeah. let's not, you know, and that's they have quarterback questions. Yeah. Number 19, this is another team that, that people were ranking ahead of the Steelers. This, and they were on the list we just talked about. The Patriots, minus 
I can make an argument both ways. I think that's where they belong. Because yeah. last year, if we were doing a similar thing based on our feelings about them going into the season, we both thought that they would struggle. Yeah, yeah. And during the season, you're like, well, they're probably like the 25th best team in the league. Oh, yeah. But they won seven games when it was all said and done. Right. Despite having massive flaws. I still think they have flaws. I give Belichick a lot of kudos, though. I don't know how much they do with that, but I think they're probably in the same tier as the Steelers, and I take them both over the Colts and Titans. Number 20 is the Broncos at minus .6. We talked about them earlier. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, the quarterback's a problem. Quarterback's an issue. The way they're constructed right now, I don't think they're a contender or a playoff contender. 21 is the Falcons at minus 1.3. I'm really interested to see what they do, especially on offense. And I think they'll light it up on offense. I still think Matt Ryan's pretty good. The defense, however, is an issue. Real problem. And they found ways to lose games last year. Right. It was very Charger-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really bad at it. Uh, 22, the Raiders at minus 1.8. I think that's probably where they belong. 23 is Washington at minus 1.9. I that like was, better than that. That was their most improved team on the, on the other list that we looked yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still... They won that division last they year. They won the division. I mean, it was a bad division, but I would have them they're closer second, to mediocre. They're the second NFC East team on here mm-hmm. behind Dallas. but I think one of those two teams, I think you know both those teams could have winning records this year. Uh, 24 is the Bears at minus 2.1. I'm cool with that. I, I think it needs to be fields sooner than later, though. Yeah. 25 is the Giants at minus 2.2. We talked about them before. Another team that was on that yeah. improved list. I don't trust the quarterback at all. Yeah. Number 26 is the Panthers at minus 2.4. A lot of variance with that team, and a lot of that's based on Darnold. I think there is an advantage to Darnold just not being Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> that in itself. Take some chances. Yeah. Uh, but then again, he'll take some chances. Yeah, that's... right. And the defense isn't going to make up for it. The poor teams. Uh 27 through 32. It's the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Bengals, Jets, Lions, Texans. I think the Bengals might be a little better than that. Yeah, Not much. Not much. I mean, they would still be in that list for me. I mean, they lost their best defensive players from last year. They did. They did. Uh, I think the offense has a chance to be good. I'm not quite sure what to make of the Eagles. I don't believe in Hurts, but I don't know if they're – Picking in the top five next year. Yeah. The Texans are worst in the league at minus seven point. Yeah, I was curious what are the numbers on yeah. on the, the worst teams. I mean, that's pretty bad. That's bad. Yeah. They're going to be. I mean, they're going to be double digit dogs a lot. A lot. Yeah. 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 That's going to do it for this segment. So we're going to take a break. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> 